Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. Yes, that's right. Welcome into the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you guys are with me on this. Is it Wednesday? It's Wednesday already of this week. Today, uh, bringing you the live chat from last night to the Tuesday live chat that is coming your way here uh, very shortly. Uh, the theme was, or at least the title was, what have we learned from camp so far? The chat kind of brought us down some rabbit holes that I wasn't exactly expecting to go down, but that's okay. Uh, I did talk a lot about ESPN uh, now offering a sports book, and if they're going to be a journalist, or claim to be, a journalism entity, I think there might be a bit of um, conflict of interest there. Anyway, we talk about that a lot. Some people disagree with me, and that that's completely fine. Uh, but I do think, though, if you're going to claim to be, and you are, news-breaking journalists, the the accusations of insider information, especially manipulating betters if reports uh, become inaccurate, uh, could be problematic for ESPN, but they seem to be kind of desperate for cash. Don't worry, though. it's uh, It will impact the SEC's TV deal and Ole Miss's money. Not at all. Literally not at all. Uh, the, the live sports are the only thing that's profitable in television anymore. And so as long as live sports keep getting played, they will continue to be profitable because it's the only thing people watch. So I, I actually had a couple of friends, you know, we were talking about that in a group message and it was just like, hey, you know, ESPN's kind of failing here. Does that mean anything for the SEC? And I said, no, because the thing that's not failing with ESPN is the actual sports themselves. Uh, those continue to be wildly successful and, and that's not going to change. But anyway... My name is Michael Borky. Please follow me on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. And wherever you get your podcasts, if you're listening on the website, search Rebel Report wherever you get them. Subscribe and leave a rating and a review. And this podcast, like all of them, is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online, absms.com. That is the website if you're in the market for office technology and your business is located in Mississippi. ABSMS.com is the website. They've got you covered. Anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage and data security and everything in between. If it's tech, if it's in the office and your business needs it, they've got you. I promise. Check them out. Advantage Business Systems, ABSMS.com, and tell them I sent you. And your office technology assessment will be on me. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. I actually had to go to Priority One Bank today to... Uh, do, do a little managing of money, and it went beautifully as always. They have 16 locations in Mississippi. They make you their priority. Very friendly people. I had a really good banking experience today, and, and not a lot of people can say that. Uh, very good, and it was at one of the 16 locations of Priority One Bank here in Mississippi. Of course, they have online banking like everybody else does, but theirs is a one-stop shop. All you need is an internet connection, and you can do everything you need to do with your money with Priority One Bank. They make you their priority. All right, here it is. Here's the Tuesday Night Live chat uh, talking. Uh, there's a lot of Ole Miss flavor. I talked a lot about the ESPN thing. 
Uh, a lot about Pete Golding and uh, things of that nature. So here it is. Here's that live chat, the Q&A from Tuesday night. So it is Wednesday morning. So either way, uh, the Tuesday live chat coming your way right now. We'll do another one uh, tomorrow, and that will be uploaded on Friday. I will also do, at least the plan is, to do a, a standalone episode uh, tomorrow as well. So a lot of content coming your way, but for now, enjoy the live chat. And so we'll talk about that. The headline is what have, uh, what have we learned so far in camp? Uh, a couple of things that I want to get to before we, we actually dive into that. There is something that's been bothering me all day. Bothering me all, all day long, honestly. And it is this ESPN pen deal. So, you know, I don't really, I don't really care about Barstool and who owns it and stuff. I, I consume Barstool content. I, I would consider Ben Mintz a friend for what it's worth. Uh, he's, a, he's a good dude, and I like him. And I'm glad that he got his job back. But I, I listen to part of my take every episode. Really like that. But otherwise, I don't that's, I don't really consume anything Barstool. It, it, whatever. Like, them getting independent from Penn doesn't really do much for me. But Penn Gaming, partnering with ESPN, or, or whatever you want to call that, a partnership or acquisition of something, um, ESPN will now be offering not only gambling odds but a platform in which you can place wagers on games so not only does it feel like there's a conflict of interest at espn because they're the ones that air the games and so they are they are now going to be airing college football games that they offer lines for so that in and of itself feels like a pretty uh, significant conflict of interest. But but what really is kind of rubbing me the wrong way here is, is that ESPN has the premier newsbreaker in the three major sports. Adam Schefter, Woj, and Jeff Passan know the injuries, know the trades before anybody else most of the time. Schefter doesn't break every single football news, but he breaks more than anybody else. Woj doesn't break every single one, but but he's the premier newsbreaker in the NBA, and Jeff Passan is the, the premier newsbreaker in Major League Baseball. So you've now got a situation set up where you have people that know more about injuries and roster movement and stuff like that than anybody else. And those same people who have the inside information work for a company that now offers a platform in which to gamble on those games. Even if they they put some sort of separation between the gambling arm and the reporting arm, it stands to reason that people are going to wonder, it, it, it creates the possibility for the thought of insider information, which is very much against a lot of things when it comes to sports gambling, as as you're seeing with Brad Bohannon and the the stuff in Iowa, for example, uh, getting into college sports, and it's been an issue. So you've got Adam Schefter, for example, who is going to get news on a player that's injured before anybody else, and you're telling me that it's totally fine that the platform that's offering you to bet on the game is also in possession of news that directly impacts the outcome of the game? 
I, I don't see enough people talking about that today. They're all just, wow, ESPN is partnered with a book. Does it mean that they're failing financially? That's kind of the takeaways. But but mine is the 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 integrity piece of it, the integrity of the games and the information in, in the sports book itself. You cannot be a news organization in sports and also offer a platform to gamble on those sports. Opinion and commentary, sure, whatever. But but man, anything that is said now on ESPN is going to be scrutinized in a way that people are going to wonder if they're trying to shift betting onto one person or another. I saw a tweet earlier today about Shador Sanders, where reportedly, it was from a, an online sports book, and it said, reportedly, Shador Sanders has thrown for 22 touchdowns and no interceptions in training camp. Which, by the way, is such a garbage thing. Like, give me a break. Training camp, touchdown to interception ratios, g- give me a break. But they clearly did that to get action. And, and they even put the line of what Shador Sanders' odds are to win the Heisman on their book. They clearly did that to entice people to bet on Shador Sanders and they know that he's not going to win the Heisman. There is a 0% chance Shador Sanders wins the Heisman Trophy. And I mean zero. Not 0.1. I mean zero. He's not winning the Heisman. It will not happen. So you've got that same conflict with the worldwide leader in sports information and broadcasting. If it's BetMGM, whatever. you know, Online sports books are slimy. That same phenomenon now exists with ESPN. And I don't think enough people are talking about it. They will have information about player health before anybody else. And they're going to offer lines on the games. And not enough people are talking about that. That's something that I've thought about all day. We'll talk about training camp and and stuff. And conference realignment is getting so stupid, by the way. It is getting so stupid. The ACC exploring Stanford and Cal and SMU. I mean, they're clearly preparing for teams to leave their conference. That's why they're exploring those options. It's still remarkably stupid. But now we're here to talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. Edwards is going to be honest, haven't been keeping up with camp that much other than hearing good things about Aiden Williams. Yeah, there's a reason he was such a highly sought-after recruit. The, uh, the, the, the team, the coaches, everybody loves him. I am curious to see what it looks like. Uh, in actual games, when when teams with better players than he's ever played against in his life, aside from training camp, uh, are scheming against him, but the early returns are are very very good. Now, Turtle says, "I've learned that Ole Miss isn't stressing the quote hard practices, but for like one day a week." Yeah, and, and that doesn't surprise me. Uh, I mean, th- that is a very NFL mentality for, from Lane Kiff, and there's a lot of of things that he does with his program that you can say are akin to the NFL, absolutely, and that's one of them, uh, especially defensively. I, I thought it was very profound uh, when when they're talking about Pete Golding's defense, uh, where um, it is far more complex than some previous defensive coordinators at Ole Miss. Gone are the days of guys talking about limiting the menu. I think I said that with you guys on Sunday, actually. Gone are those days. Pete Golding's defense is is complex. Uh, it's hard to learn, and if if – the players know their assignments. It's also very good and very effective. Uh, so they've done more 
uh, classroom stuff, as, as Kiffin said. They've done more teaching. They've done more walkthroughs than they have in years past. And, and that's, that. you know, on the surface, it's very smart. Because what is the point of beating your players' brains in when they don't know where they're supposed to go? You know what I mean? So you can have these big physical practices all day long and just beat each other up. But if they don't know what they're supposed to do or where they're going, then what are you actually getting out of that? Um, it's different under Golding. Everybody, I mean, all you have to do is listen to the players. But for what it's worth, people around the program really describe it as um, more educational than like football bro where everybody's just yelling and screaming and cussing and carrying on and, and acting like a gym teacher that hit the lottery, uh, that, that, that Golding's more uh, of an educator than, than a football bro. And it's, it's a change of pace. It's different. And um, it's going to work. There may be growing pains early uh, with him and his defense, with the, the volume of new players and the complexity of the scheme. But um, – the 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 reporting out of camp and and from talking to people, it's different. It's very different, and that's a good thing. It is certainly not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Um, it's it's just far more complex, and there might be some growing pains that come with a more complex defense. You ran into Hugh Freeze while in Auburn yesterday. How about that? Um, wash your hands. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Edward says, hey, now the ACC is looking to add Pac-12 teams and SMU. Just remarkably, remarkably stupid. But that, that's what it is, though. It's They are preparing for departures, and they're trying to get out ahead of people. I say people. They're trying to get out ahead of uh, their best teams leaving. That, that That's what they're get, trying to get out ahead of. You say not to get on a political area, just an observation. You just found out that Elvis Presley's second cousin is running for Mississippi governor. Yeah, yeah, their uh, their campaign ads mentioned that a lot. You say the in, the ESPN deal sounds like insider trading, doesn't it though? You know, if there's line movement on the ESPN book, and then Adam Schefter reports Patrick Mahomes has a bum ankle. You know what I mean? Uh, j- that's why that's why you can't have NFL players gambling on football. I think I've ranted about that with you guys before. I definitely did on the radio show for, for a long time because people say, well, why can't NFL players gamble on the NFL? Who cares? Well, because, one, they're multimillionaires. It's okay that they can't bet. Um, it's okay. With, with privileges in life come responsibility. If you're a surgeon, you can't go have beers over lunch before a 2 o'clock surgery, even though – a couple of beers aren't going to get you drunk. Uh, it's just something that you can't do if you are a doctor. You can't consume alcohol before uh, your flight if you're a pilot. There are things that I can't do in my position. I'm conscious of a lot of things. Um, I'm conscious of how I present myself in public. I'm conscious of the language that I use. I'm conscious of, of things that I wear even. It's just it's part of the deal. And that's okay. I'm conscious of things that I put on social media, for for example. Um, with with certain jobs come responsibility. NFL players should not be allowed to bet on sports because you on the NFL 
because you need to remove the possibility of an accusation of fixing or insider trading or anything. The SEC should not allow financial advisors in Birmingham to officiate Auburn games. It just, they, but they do it, but they shouldn't because even if he's the best official on the planet, having that allows for accusation and mistrust. It's the same thing with the ESPN. You also say Barstool is kind of hit or miss. People like Brandon Walker and Casey Smith make you cringe. I really, really enjoy Pardon My Take, though. I, I think that those guys are more uh, than just kind of like dirty humor, which, you know, there's a lot of that. I, I think they are actually very smart and, and very talented. It's not just like a, like a bro-down show. I, I think there's a lot more to it than that. Um, I, I really enjoy it. Don't listen to it with kids in the car. You say, from your understanding, you don't think the rebought he rebought the business with actual money. He didn't. Um, if he ever sells, Penn gets fifty percent, but they basically gave his company back to him. What a fleece job from uh, from Barstool. But what will happen to Tulane in Memphis? Will they end up in a bigger conference? Um, the only way that happens is if the ACC loses like half their membership. If Florida State and Clemson and, and Virginia and North Carolina and NC State, if all of them go somewhere else, then sure. But, but I think uh, the G5 is probably pretty set for now. The Mountain West, I expect to to join forces with the, the remaining four Pac-12 schools. I, I think that that is where that is going to end up. That's what I expect anyway, is it to end up like that. Um, I, I suppose there's a chance like an Appalachian state would get the call up to the ACC that geographically and, and other ways makes sense, but feels like the G5 is kind of set for right now. Almost football season. Yeah. Here's some numbers for you. 18 days until week zero, 23 days until that big first Thursday where uh, Nebraska's at Minnesota and Florida's at Utah, 25 days until our teams around here get kicked off. 30 days until the NFL season begins, and 33 days until the Saints begin their season. And that should make your night. T says, thank God the SEC's not looking to expand further. Yeah, Greg Sankey's quotes today were pretty telling about how very undesperate they are to uh, to expand. Uh, his quote about not needing four time zones to get national attention on their games was pretty baller. <laughs> that, that was... Uh, that was pretty baller stuff from the commissioner, if we're being honest. But yeah, I don't expect the SEC to expand in any way at all um, until the ACC schools figure out how to get out of the grant of rights. Until that day happens, I don't think the SEC is adding another team. And that might not happen for a while. But but I, I am very certain that the SEC's eyes are are focused in on like North Carolina and Virginia. It feels like that is where they would go if they can get out of it. But for now, it's not happening. 2023, the year of sports betting corruption. Yeah, I mean, you had it during the NBA draft, right? When, when Shams was reporting things about Scoot Henderson and um, turned out that it was always Brandon Miller the whole time, and and you had this confliction of, okay, Shams is r- reporting that there's a chance that this guy goes number two, and then he works for FanDuel, and people believe his reporting, and they go to FanDuel to bet on it, and then they lose money. 
you know, calling it, calling his integrity into question isn't fair considering how good he's been at his job for so long. But at the same time, holy crap, you know, that was a horrible look. And now ESPN is uh, diving into that pool. You're the premier newsbreaker of your house. Me too. ESPN is so tone deaf, no doubt. You've seen ESPN push lines and other betting more and more on NFL content, even on Monday Night Football, especially on the lower classification leagues where it's a graphic on the scoreboard, the XFL and others. Yeah, and it's it's going to be even worse now. It is, and anytime talking heads are uh, breaking down games and, and they're telling people, let's say, again, a guy that I like, Dan Orlovsky, Let's say Dan Orlovsky spends the week talking about how the Titans are going to beat the Saints in week one, and here's why, and here's why the Titans are better, and Derrick Henry this, and DeAndre Hopkins that, and Mike Vrabel this, and the Titans are going to go beat the Saints. They're going to go beat the Saints. And then the viewers at home are like, shoot, Dan loves the Titans. Let me go put money on the Titans, and then the Saints win the game. You, you know, anyway. Jason says, what we learned, San Francisco hippies have no business running athletic anything. It's no longer a dry heat at 60 degree dew points over 114 air temps. You love uh, making fun of us for complaining about the weather out here in Mississippi. But um, anyway, ESPN gambling scandal incoming. If not a scandal, widespread accusations. Yeah. Maybe Barstool will get its groove back. As long as PMT is around, I'm good. Is there a reason Ole Miss is having night practices now? You hate being out of the loop? Um, Without knowing uh, for sure, T, I'm going to kind of guess here. um, The heat has been an issue. Uh, The... the it's just so freaking hot down here, T. I can't even begin to describe it to you. So I, I don't live in Oxford, as you know, uh, because our radio network's based in Jackson. But the highs for the next 10 days here where I live, uh, here, let me, I'll pull up Oxford for you, actually. Wow. Uh, so they're getting rain. But like this weekend, 95, 94, 94, 94, 89. It, it's incredible. Like Oxford is six degrees cooler than Jackson. But it, it's been hot. I assume school is starting up. And so maybe, you know, they have classes earlier or maybe they're doing more like classroom setting type stuff. They're doing more walkthroughs and teaching and then they practice after that. I don't know. I'm just honestly, I'm just guessing and I I shouldn't do that. But Seth says, is it possible to get people to stop relying so heavily on what ESPN says or is it too late to remedy? Man, people that are are betting on games are, are willing to to take in any and all information, you know. Um, so as long as you're giving information, people are going to consume it. Edward says, I like what Golding is doing a lot. I think he's going to be successful at Ole Miss, especially as the season goes on. Maybe you could see a 2021-type defense. That would not be surprise me if they struggle early and then hit their stride later. Absolutely. I, that wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, the more you hear people talk about Golding's defense, the more you hear about how how complex it is. And with new faces um, – First time running it, you know, th- there's a chance that there's growing pain. Um, that wouldn't surprise me at all if it went down exactly like that. 
to be fair, before this, you say, when people have money on USC winning, the Friday before the game, the news breaks that Caleb Williams won't play because of injury, causing people to cancel their, cancel their bets. Wouldn't that be insider trading? Only if the, like, the line moves and stuff before the information becomes public. But yeah, it depends on how long that news was sat on and, and what the, the books did in response to that. Jason says, I wish the SEC would get the rest of the Pac-12 out of spite. Why not? We like yard sales. Reed says, with Florida having a respectable defense, a good run game, do I think they have a shot at beating Utah with the possibility of Cam Rising not being fully healthy by week one? Absolutely, I do. Um, I, I really like Utah and uh, and the program they've built, and I, I like Kyle Whittingham a lot. And, and I know Florida struggled a year ago, but – you saw it even in last year's game, which was really close. The the athletes, uh, the the athleticism battle, if that's a thing. No, let me rephrase that. Uh, the edge and athleticism in that game will belong to Florida. And I really like uh, what, what they've got going on defensively. And, and yeah, if Cam Rising's not 100%, yes, Florida can go up there and win. Uh, if that line's big and, you know, I'm not – uh, this is just just an opinion. I, I don't know if that line's big. Uh, I might like Florida and in, in that one. It just kind of depends on what that line is. But you say, yeah, I mean Bryce Young. If he could bet on NFL games, he could say, hey, I sprained my ankle. I have to sit out the Friday or Saturday before the game. That's a red flag. Absolutely, that's why they shouldn't do it. You love your Saints, good or bad? Me too, man. Me too. Yes, that was real. Penn basically gave Barstool back to Dave Portnoy so they could partner with ESPN. Please stop mentioning the Saints. You're just dreading the ugly scene when your Titans go down there for an L. Have I told you guys I'll be there? I will be there for that one. I'm so freaking fired up to be down in New Orleans for that game. I cannot wait to be in the Dome for that game. I, I have never had more fun in my life at football games than I, than I do at Saints games. And, and I love the group um, that I'll be there with. So I can't, I can't wait uh, to be down there for that. Um, and yes, I hope we kick your ass, but you know, anyway, Greg Sankey's sitting in his office right now. You say looking at all the chaos, the sec caused just because they added two teams. Do I know how Matt Corral's performing so far this camp? Apparently well, uh, but but all the reporting and focus and stuff is on Bryce Young. Uh, I mean, the, you know, there's nothing Matt Corral can do. Bry- Bryce Young is the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers uh, unless he gets hurt, and when he gets hurt, they're going to hand it to Dalton. Um, the, the, the thing that Matt needs to do is continue to be a good soldier, put his head down, perform well in the preseason games, and show that he has value and, and hope somebody wants him as a, a QB2 somewhere. That's his path in the NFL. It's not in Carolina anymore. Can't wait to watch the preseason NFL this weekend. Me either. Me either. I cannot wait to watch the NFL uh, preseason this weekend because the Saints are playing their starters, man. I'm uh, I'm actually really excited uh, that Dennis Allen has chosen to do that. They need it, especially with a new quarterback and, and things like that. But I, I'm really excited and Thankful is not the right word, but I'm thankful that Dennis Allen is playing some of the starters in the first preseason game. I really want to look at Derek Carr, and I'm glad I get it uh, this early. We got to do this topic uh, another day. But, yeah, I'm so interested in this, and 
Maybe like an after hours, like uh, over a glass of whiskey, we talk about this. But yeah, the government just skipped on by the fact that apparently aliens exist. Yeah, we'll talk about that another day. But I'm with you. Like, I can't believe that people are like you have former Navy pilots that are like, hey, this was my encounter. That technology doesn't exist in this world. And people are like, ah, whatever. It's like, what? Listen to this guy. Anyway. Ole Miss is going to have to use some practices to prep for the heat at Tulane. Uh, yeah, uh, that, that's luckily technology is such that, yes, it's going to be brutally hot. And then and, and they're going to have to really focus on being prepared physically for that game. But, man, the hydration stuff and, and the technology and, and how they monitor everything and the heart rates and all that stuff is, uh, is uh, pretty special. So. How many STM offices do we have? So uh, Super Talk has uh, 12 offices, one in in each of our networks. So we have the home base is here in Jackson. Everything originates here in Jackson, but each of our stations has an office and a manage, uh, an office or a station manager and a sales team and, and stuff like that. So yeah, 12 offices. Um, let's see if I can name... Uh, I, I can't tell you the uh, the frequencies off the top of my head, but it's Jackson, North Mississippi, Corinth, Tupelo, Golden Triangle, the Delta, Brookhaven, Pike County, Gulf Coast, Hattiesburg, Laurel, right? Was that 12? I know it's 12, but I think that was everybody. So, yeah, so we have 12 of them, one for each of our stations. We all know the scenes at Ole Miss and Mississippi State are going to be bad week one. People don't deserve to sit through that. Uh, I agree. I, I, the, the kickoff time at Ole Miss frustrates me. It, it does. Those games are bad. I, I, I like what those games do for those smaller programs, but I get it. Uh, I get it, and uh, I admire those of you that are going to go to those games. You say you've learned that Golding is not the yelling type of coach. He's an actual teacher. Uh, he's a future head coach is, is what he is, truthfully. That's what he is. What is the punishment for the loser this year on picks for the show? Nothing fun. Nothing fun. If, you, if you've if you got good ideas, then please, please let me know. Because right now, nothing fun. And there needs to be something. You didn't know I was in the Jackson area? Yeah, this is home base. This is, uh, this is home base. So this is where I have to be. It, it sucks. Um, it's great. I, I love working where I work, and, and I love the people that I work for. So... The only downside is that being here prevents me from like going to all the practices and, and stuff like that. Uh, so so cultivating information, uh, you know, I got to take extra steps to kind of be informed or whatever, uh, forever that if that means anything to you, because I don't get to like be there and build the relationships in the same way that uh, that other people get to do. But um yeah, I'm, I'm very, I'm very happy with uh, with who I work for and and where I work. So, if I have to trade not getting to go to practices to to do what I do, then so so be it. So, you said the aliens play for Cal. <laughs> I think Cal football is going to be kind of okay this year. Auburn's got a test in week two going to going to Berkeley. No, Mercer's not a two p.m. kickoff. It's a one p.m. kickoff. Even worse. 
even worse. At least the Tulane game is that way because a network, a television network, told them that it had to be that way. Almost chose one o'clock, and that annoys me. Jason says the government for 200 years said there is no aliens, but 12 minutes after starting a new branch of the military dedicated to space, they are saying that aliens are everywhere. Government corruption? No. Another message, that's one thing they never struggled with under Kiffin is the condition of the players on game days. Um, There's only... Well... There's two games in which I thought Ole Miss was un, was not adequately prepared to play in Kiffin's tenure, and they were both at the at the end of last season. Um, but I don't think that was a conditioning issue. They've done well health and conditioning wise, I think, since he's been there. Tell you the the NFL approach is really good in some cases, and, and team health is one of those things. Could the Ole Miss-Tulane game be moved to the Superdome based on the heat? It will not. They're just going to have to deal with it. You say you've heard so many times that they anticipate Pete taking over if or when Lane leaves. I do. I anticipate that. Well, with a caveat. I don't think he was promised anything. I don't think that, and knowing what I know about Keith Carter, he wasn't promised anything. But I do think part of the reason why he took the old Miss job, was the anticipation of Lane Kiffin leaving soon and him being down the hall. And so he's at Ole Miss. He's recruiting really well. He's building relationships. Um, he's a good coach, an accomplished coach, despite what Alabama fans think. that They're idiots. Anyway, um, sorry if that, is, if that offends, but anyway. Um, I think that he wants to be as visible for an upcoming open job as he possibly can be. And so being already there and working the way he's worked and making the impression that he has, if the defenses are good, it makes a whole lot of sense for, for Keith to just go down the hall. Some, some almost fans don't like that, but I, 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 I'm not, I don't want to call myself sourced on that, but, I believe that was part of the decision was the anticipation of that job coming open and being a a strong candidate for that job and and the way he's gone about his job so far um, has impressed people, a lot of people. So PG tour had drama with JT missing the cut. It was fun to watch. Yeah, it was. It it really was man. And um, man, if that was this time next year, then Justin Thomas would probably be playing in the Sanderson because the new PGA format, the top 50 players like secured full status for next year. And then 51 through 130, I think it's 130, have to fight it out during the fall swing to secure their cards. And, and so JT being outside of the top 50 would have to play in the fall swing to secure full status. So he'd be playing in the Sanderson if if he was like this next year. But, oh, well. Um, so, no, he won't be in the field this year. But Lucas Glover, I think, will. He, he plays in this event a lot. Uh, that was a really cool moment on uh, on 18 after uh, after that. When's Ole Miss's 
overseas basketball extravaganza. I don't think they're doing one this year. I think it's a once every four year deal is how you're allowed to do that. I believe. Chase says if Ole Miss is going to get anything from the defense, they'll be a dangerous team. Going to go throw up now. They were picked fourth at Media Days, fourth in the West behind Texas A and M at uh, at Media Days. So A and M three, uh, LSU two, Alabama one, right? Now you'd rather be two to three years down the road of good defenses before Kiffin leaves. I don't think it's happening after this year. I, I really don't. I, I I don't think so. So I uh, I don't. Uh, for what it's worth, I haven't even mentioned Mississippi State yet, but but that's okay. Uh, the, the biggest thing that we've learned, I, I think, from camp so far in Starkville is that Zach Arnett is not married to the 3-3-5. That's the thing that uh, that he grew up, quote-unquote, on uh, in his coaching career. That's what got him the job at, at Mississippi State, and that's what's worked at Mississippi State. But he he's evolving a little bit. He uh, recently, after practice, said that um, – he likes the depth and the personnel that they have, and, and he wants to do some some even fronts, which is four-man fronts. They're going to have some traditional defensive looks at, at Mississippi State, and they're still going to do 3-3-5 stuff, uh, of course. Um, but, yeah, getting more traditional is Zach Arnett evolving. Um, not dancing with the girl that brought him, but I, I think that you need to evolve always. Ole Miss is going to be lengthy in men's basketball now. Yeah, if they can get some waivers, but I, I'm after the NCAA today put their foot down. I'm not exactly sure that they're going to get them. Um, I wouldn't feel very optimistic uh, about that, really, at all. I wouldn't feel optimistic about that at all. So, anyway. All right, y'all, I hate to do, uh, cut it short, but I got to go. I, I've got to go. Uh, I'll be back Thursday night, though. We'll do more live chatting, all that uh, all that good stuff. So I'll be back Thursday, 7.45-ish on Thursday, give or take a, a few minutes. Uh, so I'll see y'all then. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate all of you. And, uh, yeah, and, and Arnett talked about that, I'll, this last thing, and then I got to go. Other than some secondary bust, you thought that the Arnett defense was very solid. And the thing is – they lost like the entire secondary and Arnett expressed some concern about the back end of his defense. Also um, um, lately said that the fastest way to lose football games is giving up big plays in the secondary. And he was a little bit concerned about how they've looked so far. Now it's early stuff like that. He's generally kind of a pessimist, so it may mean nothing, but yeah, um, they they lost some pieces there last year, but anyway, I got to go. I appreciate you guys very, very much. I'll see you on uh, on Thursday night, and we'll talk some more football because it's football season. I'll see you all then. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.